It is a joy to be here with you on this Pride Sunday and to say every single person here is fearfully and wonderfully made and beloved by God. The Old Testament lesson this morning, uh, recently Walter Brueggemann, who I think is widely regarded as the finest Hebrew Bible Old Testament scholar in the world, wrote a wonderful piece for uh, insight, a resource for Roman Catholic LGBTQ plus folks. And he said that this text is the key Old Testament text of welcome. So whenever anybody mentions Leviticus to you, I want you to write down Isaiah 56, one through eight. And this is what it says. Thus says the Lord, maintain justice and do what is right. For soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. Happy is the mortal who does this, the one who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath not profaning it and refrains from doing any evil. Do not let the foreigner join to the Lord say, the Lord will surely separate me from his people. And do not let the eunuch say, I am just a dry tree. For thus says the Lord to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath, who choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants, all who keep the Sabbath and do not profane it, who hold fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Thus says the Lord who gathers the outcasts of Israel, I will gather others to them besides those already gathered. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks to be to God. I think it's safe to say that as bishop, I wish I could order that I never have to hear the word abomination again. Because it's misused. In the Israel, in ancient Israel with the purity code, anything that did not comply with the purity code was an abomination. So if you ate shrimp, you are an abomination. If you were a eunuch, you were an abomination. If you were a foreigner, not part of the nation of Israel, you were an abomination. And the worst abomination of all were Gentiles. So let's just say we're all in the abomination club. <laughs> but when Jesus, God made flesh came, as Paul writes in Ephesians, he broke down the walls. 
He broke down the walls. And I love this passage from Isaiah, the prophetic vision of Isaiah, that God is a God who gathers in all outcasts. It flies in the face of the purity codes. It flies in the face of the holiness codes. He says, Isaiah says that all, if they will keep God's covenant, if they will love God, and did you hear how often it says keep the Sabbath? I think all of us are in trouble, amen? Amen. But anybody who submits to God, who, who looks to God, who prays and seeks to do what is pleasing to God, they are not outcasts anymore. And the welcome is broad. And we rejoice in that. You know, it's ironic to me that most healthcare professionals say that there is nothing inherently wrong with LGBTQ plus people, but that what does the damage are, is how they are treated by those who are not LGBTQ plus. That breaks my heart. And I know as the bishop with many people who disagree with me, I will get letters tomorrow. <laughs> and I have only gotten a pale glimpse of what you face on a daily basis. The ugliness, the ridicule, the nastiness by people who call them followers of Christ. And I apologize for the harm that I have seen firsthand. Jesus would be upset. I read these texts. Walter Brueggemann says that for every text of rigor, there are texts of welcome. And that you as an interpreter of the Bible have to decide what you're gonna shape your life around. I myself have chosen to shape my life around the text of welcome. Because Jesus embodied that, right? As I read the gospels, there is nobody in the, under the codes of Israel who is clean that Jesus goes to minister to. He goes to the lepers, he goes to a bleeding woman, he goes to a Roman centurion, he goes to a Samaritan woman. I challenge you, read through the Gospels and see who is acceptable in God's sight that Jesus goes to to tell them they are acceptable in God's sight. To me, the whole ministry of Jesus, and when people ask me why I'm here today, I will say, because my Savior is always with the underdog. My Savior is always with those who feel outcast or not belonging. And so my word to you today is the Lord Jesus. And I love in Isaiah 40, here's another text of welcome, that God is a shepherd who gathers all sheep, who calls all sheep. And I love this, he gathers the little sheep into his bosom and gently leads the mother sheep. That's the God who I proclaim. The God who made us, who created us, who knows our inward being, who wants us to gather others in, in his name. And so I, I say this morning, I am delighted to be at St. Mark in the city of Atlanta because in this part of the city, the word of God has been used to gather in the outcasts, 
the oppressed, the unwanted for decades. The civil rights movement and all things that happened here. And I am delighted at the leadership we have in the United Methodist Churches in the metro Atlanta area now because they are truly committed to gathering in. There is room for everyone at the table, even outcasts. And you know what I appreciate so much about all of you and why I love to be in your presence is because there is a special compassion, a special humility, and a special calling that you have when you have felt like you're an outcast. You know what it feels like. And so I think that you understand the need to go out in Jesus' name and to gather in anyone who feels like they don't fit, that they have been despised, that they are oppressed or treated unfairly. And so uh, my charge to you, St. Mark, is to gather in, to continue your work. As long as there is somebody in the streets of Atlanta who does not know Jesus Christ and his amazing welcome, it's your job to gather in as you've been gathered in. And that is a tremendous ministry. I also know when we sing when we come here that, um, you know, God accepts us where we are and meets us where we are. God never leaves us where we are. Amen? Amen. And that God has called us uh, not to be um, perfect in the law, right? Uh, Jesus, uh, I, I'm sure that Jesus did not help his chances at staying alive when he called the Pharisees whitewashed tombs, right? That just doesn't get you very far. He had people who kept the law to the letter, but they missed the whole point. The whole point is to, to use it to become more loving, to become more relational, to become more connected to God. And so when Christ calls us, I rejoice that the Holy Spirit starts to work on us and to make us perfect in love. So we're never done, amen? amen? Every day of our life. I like to say I hope that I am more loving than I was 30 years ago when I met Christ face to face and that I'm more loving than I was last week because the power of the Holy Spirit is to transform us, to give us the mind of Christ. And so I would beg of you, create time and space for the Holy Spirit to do its work. You know, one of my um, frustrations is scripture does not give us really positive images of LGBTQ life. But you give us positive images of that. As you become more like Christ, as you love and move on to perfection, I have seen the Holy Spirit in your relationship, in your lives, and in your ministry. And so uh, I, I hate to see the Bible used as a cudgel or a weapon. The Holy Spirit is at work in your lives. The Holy Spirit is calling us to live lives and calling us to a sexuality that cherishes the other. And so I would be remiss if I didn't say, you know, every time Jesus talks about sexuality, he condemns adultery and fornication. 
And I think he does that because he condemns any form of sexuality that is not honoring of the other, that does not cherish them, that does not love them as God loves them. Jesus calls us away from the abusive or the profane or the oppressive or the cruel. And we have all seen times when sexuality has been used cruelly and unkindly and not in cherishing the other. So we are not without ethics, but our ethic is to cherish each other. And you know what? If somebody in the sight of God and the church wants to stand in front of the altar and pledge to love another human being as Christ loves the church, I think that should be highly encouraged. I now charge you with going out to the outcast. Uh, just last week here in downtown Atlanta, we had a celebration of the life of Archbishop Desmond Tutu and his influence in Atlanta. And I mentioned his comment. He said, we do not serve a God who is homophobic. We do not serve a God who is homophobic. So I, I regret the ugliness and the harm that has hurled your way, which I have seen firsthand. I regret the damage that has been done by the church. I, reg I regret um, so much. And I pledge that I will continue to work so that nobody feels, you know, in, in Martin Luther King's letter from a Birmingham jail, he said, any unjust law is what makes one person less a person and another person more of a person. And so um, I am committed to a church and a world where there are no second-class citizens, where you are not oppressed, where you are not because of who you are and your personhood made to feel inferior. I rejoice at the ministry here. I rejoice at Reverend Carolyn Stevens and her leadership. I rejoice that you have a fine group of pastors and staff. And I rejoice when the kingdom of God fully reflects his full creation, when we are all uh, made siblings in the Holy Spirit, and when we are all working together to gather in the outcast because all outcasts are welcome at God's table. I invite you to stand. I'm going to use a stanza of all are welcome as a charge to you. Let us build a house where hands will reach beyond the wood and stone to heal and strengthen serve and teach and live the word they've known. Hear the outcast and the stranger bear the image of God's face. Let us bring an end to fear and danger. All are welcome, all are welcome, all are welcome in this place. So go about, O oh church, your work of gathering.
and I can't wait to go out now and give some bishop hugs. <laughs> so in the name of the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sustainer, all glory and honor be to God, and I rejoice with you at God's creation this day. Amen.